I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. No, not at all. I'm not worried about mistakes. Um, it, you all, I, I do think about protecting the football and being smart and making good decisions. I'm not worried about mistakes. Those happen. Um, but as an offense, we just got to score more points. So however we do that, that's, that's got to be our mindset, score more points. All right, so I'm listening to the Trubisky, right? And he's talking about not, you know, wants to protect the ball, not make mistakes. And then he says, and a little bit later says, it's there, though, the ability to take shots shots on deep passes. So, Max, I'm sitting there last night, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm after I did the thing with uh, the Friar Muth, right? We were out at uh, the Taj Mahal Eagle, you know, doing the um, – Yeah, that's the, right. Yeah, I, we were there. I, you I, like that word. I gave you <laughs> credit on the show. I said Max called it the Taj Mahal Eagle. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're, I'm I'm there and I'm I, I'm I come back and I'm sitting there and I'm going, you know, we got this uh, Bigfoot thing to show the show's on in search of Bigfoot or something, and I'm always wondering, you know, it's mystifying. They go out there and they got all this sort of stuff. They got cameras. They're out in the middle of the woods. You know, they got all kinds of critters making noise, but they can hear snapping of twigs and everything, and they immediately go, "It's a Bigfoot." But they never show the Bigfoot. They're always in search of it, but they ain't found one yet. And I'm like, get Zooks, man. Could you just find a Bigfoot? You know what I mean? But the correlation I'm making is it's as mystifying as why Mitch Trubisky is not throwing the ball down the field. Because we got Chase Claypool and we got Deontay Johnson that are averaging 7.4 yards a catch. And that's rather pedestrian, wouldn't you say? Uh, I absolutely agree. Seven point, uh, you know, on on a, on a catch or completion or however you want to call it, um, it's not going to get the job done. I mean, you have to get the ball down the field. Like when we're talking about fast starts, Wolf. Yes. But one of the fast starts is having those explosive plays downfield. Yep. I mean, the Steelers. We just we have not had those. I can't tell you. I forgot what the next gen stat was. I was reading through them last night, and. It, it, it's 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 not good. It, it no, is it's not, not good. good. And if you can't if you can't get explosive air plays, you would expect explosive ground plays. Right. We have neither right now. Right. And th- and that's what and that's what the tough part about this is. And trying to be objective is, you know, it's there because we've seen it. But how it either doesn't get seen, doesn't get called, and doesn't get you know. It's kind of like Bigfoot. I, it's just like yeah, it's just like Bigfoot. We've you seen got a it. Bigfoot. I could I could I do, call I you do. a Bigfoot. Technically, I I could be. I I would be Big Feet. <laughs> yeah, you just call me Big Feet. <laughs> exactly so. Yeah, but but I I think that's one of the things that's so frustrating. And maybe because of the short week, maybe there is an opportunity where you can. At least try it because you're catching the heat, right? Right now you're catching right. the heat, not only from us, not only from fans, 
But I think also internally, I mean, there has to be heat because it's leaking out in, in, in the conversation. Well, that's right? part of the problem, don't you think? You know, one of the yeah. things that we used to have in the Three Rivers locker room was real simple, big signs on all the walls. And it always said, what you see here, what you say here, what you do here stays here when you leave here, meaning keep your yapper shut. Yep. Yep. There it is. There it is. I mean, no better sign than that is that you want to make sure you always protect your teammates, right? In, in a lot of senses for hey. for how and, – and the, but there's still that own accountability. I would rather be accountable to my teammate than, of course, everybody else. Right. Because – you have a certain responsibility and also a certain sense of familiarity with that individual that could probably reach you a lot better than the general public can. Right. Let me let me just put it this way, okay? Just for the folks. There's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes. You know, and, and a lot of it we're not privy to, nor should we be if you are outside yeah. that locker room, okay? That's one of the things that the locker room is a place where you know, things get hashed out, and you got you can take care of business and so forth in a lot of ways. For instance, I remember we're playing Cleveland one year at Three Rivers years ago, right? So there's Tunch and I were young bucks. So you got Joe's out there on the field with Jack Lambert and everything. Something happened. They got into a dust-up. Joe walked off the field, okay? So we're sitting on the, you know, we're, uh, we're on the sideline sitting on the bench and on the other side is the, you know, the other side of the 50 is the defense. So, uh, Lambert comes off and all of a sudden there's uh, something going on over there. So I kind of walk down to the other end, getting a look and, uh, there's Lambert and Joe green, like in each other's face. And I mean, they're getting ready to throw leather. You know what I mean? You got leather yeah. on, you know, you got all sorts of pads on They're They're about ready to go. And Chuck starts heading that way, and all of a sudden he gets to the 50, and he turns around and just leaves. <laughs> Mike Wagner steps in between the two of them, and they both bark at him in a way that Wags got out of there real quick, okay? All this leads to after the game is over, both Jack and Joe go into the equipment room, uh, Tony Parisi's domain there. The door is closed, and you know what? Um, however they hashed it out, they hashed it out. Okay, and I I point to that as just something where we weren't privy to all that was said and done even then when even though we were in the locker room. And if you have disagreements, you got to be careful on where you start to say those disagreements because you get mixed messages coming out and that can be a problem. So I hope they're careful in this because this is just you're getting enough of the the stuff coming together that you can sit here and say, okay, we got some issues. You know what I mean? Or you can quell it and say, hold steady, men. Let's go. You can do this. Pull it together. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and that, and that is something that has always been sacred, right? Wolf. Right. Is that, you know, whatever behind the scenes, right? You know, you don't go back in the kitchen to watch them cook your food. Do you, when you go to a restaurant, (laughs) No, right? No. No, I would be the worst one because I'd be like, can I have a little bite of that one right yeah, now? Yeah, exactly. No, you'd be like, well, if I touch it, you can't serve it, right? Oh, sorry. That whole lasagna. I'll take got it. Got my index finger. I mean, you, you either have okay, to throw it out you. or let me eat it. You know, I mean, that's the only two options right now. Were you one of those kids at school? You reach over to something your buddy's plate and you put your finger on a sandwich and go, Oh, you didn't want that, did you? <laughs> and they're like looking oh, at you. Yeah. No, no. I, I was the one that, with my little brother, here, uh-huh. here's a classic one. When we'd split a drink, okay. if I was really thirsty, I'd drink the whole thing. And he'd be like, <laughs> why'd you drink the whole thing? You're supposed to share it. I said, my half was at the bottom. What do you want me to do? <laughs> oh, that's, that's genius. <laughs> that's a great one. I can't believe I, mean, I didn't think of that. Yeah, no. I mean, so so you're asking, did I do? No, but definitely the school pizza. You yeah. know that the, oh, that, yeah. that rectangular pizza that you didn't really know what <laughs> material it was made out of. Um, I definitely was was the one that would sit there and be like, "Hey, man, do you want that?" And put my finger like right on it, <laughs> right in the middle of it. Like, do you do you, do you want this? Did you, did you, like, you didn't want it. Just, just 
You yeah. didn't want that. Okay. Hey, no, no, I'll take it off your hands. No, really. Here. Really. I'll, I'll take lick, it. Lick your finger and put it right in the middle of pizza. You didn't want that, did you? <laughs> oh, man. No, let me tell you. So one time I did that in middle school. Uh-oh. And my good and my good buddy, good buddy, I was messing with him this day. And, and his name was Dasmaine Jackson. So okay. Dasmaine did what, you know, was a big dude. I mean, you know, he, he was he was he was a little bit smaller than me, um, but he was a, still a big dude, you know, and I'm like in what eighth grade. I'm like probably about six, two, six, three, mm-hmm. about two twenty. Okay. So. So, yeah. So Desmond and, we, and at the, our middle school, we get, we didn't get the school pizza. We got the Pizza Hut pizza. Ooh, how'd so you manage fact, that one? Be, for some reason, because they had a partnership, you could actually bring. You know, and pay for it um, at school lunch. No so kidding. Every, and it was every Wednesday. Oh so, man! So I remember Desmond. He, he got he got two slices that day, and I was like, and I had two slices too. But I was like, man, I feel like I want three. So <laughs> I, I go I go to pull my patented routine. Mm-hmm. I've never seen faster ninja like reflexes <laughs> than the second I was trying to put my finger. Dasmane had like chopped and blocked my whole wrist, <laughs> slid the pizza to the left, and then stared me down before I could even even retract my finger. I mean, it was it was amazing, you know. And that's when I realized, fat guys, we have we have six cents. I mean, we have we have a sense about it. You could pull it on a little skinny dude, right? right you know what I'm right. saying? Like, like he's he, you know, because obviously he does not need the caloric intake that we need. No, so. He's already on the fence about, you know, am I going to eat a third of this, two thirds of this? No, no, no. But a fat guy's like, no, no, no. I've already accounted for this. I've actually eaten this in my head before I've actually physically eaten it. So <laughs> you're not messing with me right now. <laughs> yeah, it's isn't that the way they'll think about this? You go to a buffet, right? So you, you you get to the buffet and you're like, going, oh, I want some of this. I don't know. You got tacos, you got burritos, you got some steaks and stuff. So whatever it is that you're craving for, you head right for that. And there's a lineup. And for whatever reason, there's some skinny chick at the top of it, like, oh, should I have this is less calories? And we go, no, no, get out of the way. Let me show you how it's done. <laughs> All right, I can yeah, be exactly. the leader, right? <laughs> you you have a whole plate sectioned off here. Just follow me. Just follow and me. I'll be your leader. When it's full, you go on top, and then you grab a second plate so you don't have to get up again and burn more calories. You can just ingest more calories at the table if you take two plates. Well, I, I try to keep it to one because that's how I get my cardio in. You know, get up. Oh, yeah. see, look at that. that that's sensible. Yeah. That's very sensible. Boy. No doubt about it. Now, how are we to make sense of the fact that the Steelers have only, what, They've scored 30 points and two touchdowns in 22 possessions. Now, one of the things is that Mitch, we're talking about, he's only, he's only, he's had 11 pass attempts of 20 or more yards down the field in two games. So it's okay. It's not that he's not throwing it, maybe not as much as you want, but you know he's getting down the field a little bit more, and, and you know not the big bombs and everything. But the problem is when you only complete three of those 11. All right, now you got you got problems. Well, and the question is, are you delivering that from a solid pocket or are you delivering that under duress? That is the other question. Yes, that's that's a fact. <laughs> that also that also affects accuracy, right? <laughs> yes. It's what it, hey, it's one thing to throw it on 7 on 7. It's another one to throw it on 11 on 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that you uh, know what? I can't uh, argue that. Uh, that's just uh, simple I'm math. Just saying. Yep. I'm just saying, yeah, th- there's no blitz drill in that. <laughs> it's all specialist. <laughs> exactly Pesky D so. lineman and O lineman mess up the perfect harmony of a beautiful pass. Uh, but we can also enhance it. But I think that's where it comes down to is what is your progressions looking like? What is, you know, it's all this motioning, smoke and mirrors. It's like allow the athletes to be athletes, right? Uh, you know, you don't need to motion everything. I get it gives a key at times, right? Sure. When you're motioning once, right? If if you're carrying it across the formation, you could tell if it's zone or if it's man. Because if the guy travels, it's man. Right. If the guy bumps, it's zone. Mm-hmm. And so I get getting that kind of pre-snap cue. But then after that, the athletes have to win it for you. Yes. You know, whether you're running run rub routes, whether you're just running double moves, or whether you're going to just blow past them, you know, running a streak route. You know, I think you have you at some point you have to let these guys do their job, and offensively, you know, for the offensive line, you've got to block up your guy. No question. 
and get the job done. So, but you need to have plays designed to go downfield and called consistently. No question about it. And this is the interesting thing to me as we take a look at Cleveland, going into Cleveland, and it's a short week. So you think, in one hand, it might be status quo considering the you know the inability to like open the offense up too much more or something, or the fact that you got somebody like George Pickens who showed such great promise in the preseason. Now you think to yourself, okay, let's maybe we 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 start to key on this guy this weekend. This is a time where I think I, I really believe that you know you can get after Martin Emerson, a cornerback. From uh, from the from the Browns, okay. I think you can get after these guys, all right. And maybe Pickens is a guy that gives you a little more of the. You know, he's a, he's a four four. He gets down the field, and of course, as he puts it, you know, I, I, I he was open ninety percent of the time, um, you know, against the Patriots, yeah. which which we know. I've never. We, have you ever met a receiver that thought he was covered? I mean, seriously. I, I've ne- I've ne- I've never seen a receiver that says he he wasn't co- covered. <laughs> You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. they come back. You heard Heinz Ward numerous times go back to the huddle, right? And go, oh, wow, I was really covered on that one. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think it's something that a receiver is always going to have that confidence. And you want them to have that confidence. Sure. But you also, you know, hey, I'm open. I'm open. Okay. You throw it to him. It's like, were you open there? Did you make the contested catch? Okay. All right. Please stop saying you're open. You know, so sometimes you have to you have to go practical application of theory, right? Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. But yeah, you, know. you just you, you got to do it. But but you also need to challenge them enough because maybe they're like, I want it. I want this challenge to know if I can or not. I believe I'm not. I'm not covered. You know, throw it to me. And let's see. You know, if not, I'll knock it down and I'll prevent the interception. But you know, give me a shot at a fifty-fifty ball. I think when you think of Chase Claypool. When you think of George Pickens, heck, even Miles Boykin, right? I would, I would even go, I would even go Big Eleven. Mm-hmm. That's your Big Eleven right there. There you go. Put stack six threes and six fours across the way, and just see what happens when the DBs have to match up. And then you keep Fryermuth and Gentry or or Gentry in, right? Yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine sending all those monsters down the field. Monsters, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Mini sky moving skyscrapers. Yeah. Just send the moving skyscraper squad out there, and let's just see it, or call it the Sky Eleven, right? Call mm-hmm. it Sky Eleven personnel, um, and just see what happens. Have them run a couple, you know. Have one. Have, literally, if we're gonna do this, okay, Wolf, I'm about to script this play. Okay, even though I'm not an offensive coordinator. Okay, but on the radio, right. you can play one. Okay, you're absolutely right. I can because I have a perfect passer rating on radio. <laughs> um, so. Boom, we're going 11 personnel. That's three wides, one tight end, one running back. Go shotgun, tight end right. I want to ISO George Pickens. So George Pickens is going to be my ISO guy to the right. My twin side, Miles Boykin and Chase Claypool. So you're going twins to the left? Yeah, twins left. Okay. It's technically double twins, however you want to call it. Okay. Yes. So twins left. We go twins left. I'm going to line Najee up to the weak side. I'm going to line him up to the left as well. So now it's a full left personnel grouping right okay i want to here's the funny thing i'm gonna run slide i'm gonna run a slide pro oh, right on the weak side tight end yeah yep to the weak side so we're gonna slide left okay so play side is gonna be a base for that for that right tackle boom you're working to will wherever that will is you're working you're working to will so you'll have all four down linemen plus the will on this back has redirect responsibility he's coming back for the sam mike combo whichever one comes now, George, George is going to run a double move. It's going to be a poco route, right? Okay. It's going to go for the post, come back for the corner. So he's the one that's going to take the far right side of the field. The other two on, on, on there, I'm going to have. Well, I'm going to have a tight end running delay drag across the middle. Okay. Off of that, in, inside guy, I'm putting Miles Boykin. Miles is going to run the crosser a little bit deeper above Fryer move. Okay. Okay. Or is Gentry, whichever one's coming across on like a seven to eight yard drag. I thought you were keeping Gentry in. No, no, no. It's it's block and case. Okay. But it's a delay. I want a delay. All right. So you just you stuck to eleven personnel. I thought you were putting Gentry in there. No, no. It's, for it's Gentry or or Pat. Gotcha. Gentry or okay. Pat. You were confusing right? me. All right. I, sorry, sorry. I, I want big. I, I'm trying to get big bodies into routes. Got it. All right. So. 
Gentry or Firemuth is there to help Chooks, right, initially. Boom. Mm -hmm. He has to set the edge on him and then go. So it's going to be a delay. Miles, deep dragger across the right side um, from left to right. And then for Chase, I'm sitting Chase on a streak route. Okay. So now I've got two guys running routes vertical, and then I've got guys crossing in the middle. Just saying. Okay. Just try it. Just try I, it. I, I like it. Boom. I like it. No, no doubt about it. I mean, that's the thing about it. You got, you're going to have to try something. Now, the problem and, is. And if my, here's the thing. If Mike or Sam blitzes, boom, you have Gentry or Fryermuth immediately in the middle at about a seven to eight yard depth. If they don't and they go into coverage, now you possibly get on the crosser once Fryermuth or Pat crosses across and Miles is cutting behind that. Now you can either hit Miles going across on the deeper crosser or if 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 George has got has got has got his guy beat because this man now you can throw that that deep out uh, that that deep corner route. I'm telling you what you got a future as a you know offensive coordinator, there, buddy. Listen, I play enough Madden. You know, <laughs> I just I feel like you know. Isn't that's... that what everybody's doing nowadays? I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, heck, why not? I mean, I, you know, you might want. To... Hey, listen, we might need to send somebody a uh, one to the Steelers facility just to send their sit up in their office. I'm just saying. Send an Xbox and a little Madden 2023. Just saying. All right. Well, that's that's free time. Free time. <laughs> Let's take a break. Um, when we come back, let's discuss. Max, you and I, we're going to discuss, is there a new Lamar Woodley on that defense? Or is that LeVar Kirkland playing the edge? <laughs> we'll let you know. Come back. Listen to us. SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Better, but we got a long ways to go. Uh, we got to continue to, to get better and, and start holding opponents down. And uh, in those moments, try to get, you know, we got to get off the field, stop the run. Uh, I think we're still growing in that regard. Uh, but this week is, is, is a test because these, these two guys are as good as anybody you'll see. And their line works well together. They're good. They might get the Conklin back, and, and so they'll be fully healthy. So uh, we're going to have a big challenge ahead of us. And, and I like, you know, again, I, I still like the way we're trending, but we still got a long way to go. So that's Terrell Austin, defensive coordinator, talking about defending the run game, and of course going into Cleveland, where you know they have a ground and pound offensive line and some terrific running backs, and of course uh, Nick Chubb and. Um, Kareem Hunt. So the fact of the matter is, what are you going to do? Now, T.J. Watt is down, so you got to make some adjustments, right? So one of them is, how about this young man from Texas A&M, DeMarvin Leal? Now, is he the new Lamar Woodley? Or Matt and Max, I'm going to ask you because you were a teammate of both these guys. <coughs> or did Le is he LeVon Kirkland playing on the outside? Because that's a big man at about 300, 305, uh, but he is athletic. He is uh, something of a tweener, they thought, but certainly um, he's something that, uh, that this is different. I didn't think I didn't see this one coming. Well, I, I think you have to assume when you draft a guy as a DN, there's that possibility, right? Mm. There's the possibility that you can either be a two gapper, right, in the traditional three four at DN, or that you have outside pass rush capability and you can be a hybrid outside linebacker in subsets. Um, that's the way that you have to determine it. And when you talk about the big size, that's something that you always consider. And that's what you always kind of hope for, right? You hope you get dual, uh, you get dual responsibility for a guy uh, when you draft him. And I liked what I saw early on. I thought it was a, I thought it was a great changeup because you were missing TJ Watt and you still had to get, you know, you're still getting Malik Reed and Jameer Jones up to speed to be able to do some, some more for you. And I thought they started giving Malik some more creative responsibilities. Of course, he was probably coming in expecting to be a more traditional outside backer. Mm -hmm. But when you can use Leal like that, when you, when you can use Cam Hayward like that, those make you that much more strong. It's going to be interesting to see because I didn't see, I haven't seen as much Isaiah Loudermilk either. No, he's been, you know? in, he, he was inactive, yeah. I think, in the first two games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm wondering 
how that can play into it. Because remember, we thought we thought, hey, Samson had arrived, right? Yes. Put on the weight. He was looking good in training camp, and uh, he's kind of he's. I think he's kind of got nudged because of Leal. Um, you know, as far as being a healthy scratching games. But I wonder with this short week, if you're going to deploy more because you know you have to give more resources to the run game. I wonder if we do see Loudermilk paired with DeMarvin Leal in there because I think both these guys have pass rush capability and can really split some gaps. So I would love to see that, and I like like the creativity. And that's why I thought we kind of got a little tired last week at the end of that game, especially Mm -hmm. when the Patriots closed it out on us because they were running new schemes, and I think they were using more personnel more frequently. So guys were getting more tired. Um, because you had to dedicate three D linemen every time sub and in regular sets. And so when you only got six of them rolling because louder milk is, is scratched, that that's a lot of that's a lot of reps for your interior guys that probably were thinking it would be a little bit different rep distribution pre injury. So I think guys are up to speed. I think they've now understood what it is. They're all in shape, but it's a mental thing. When you go into the game and your adrenaline's going at a certain level, you're like, hey, Okay, I know what I'm going to be. And now, as us as offensive line, we never got out of the game unless it was an injury, right? right. I mean, yeah. we had to go every play. We were beasts but I of get burden. <laughs> you know, we're built more like Tonka trucks. You know, we're, yeah. we're dump trucks and excavators and stuff. We just we just go in and just do the work. We, you know, until until the end of the day, it's over with. Right. You know, these guys are more specialty guys, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they're the drill. They're a crane. Like, hey, I'm here to just move this humongous you know, steel beam into place, and then I'm done. I, I don't know what else I'm supposed to do after that. You know, they, they're the ones like, hey, I'm here for this purpose. They're more specialized. But I think now they understand there has to be some dual function, right? You got you to be a guy that, that can not only lift the beam, but you, you might have to be a forklift. I don't know. Go be a forklift, and then when you're done, you might even have to be some type of backhoe type of deal. You know, you got the multiple things on it. You know, I'm I, I'm I'm a digger. You know, you have to be able to be that flexible now. Uh, and I used a lot of construction terms because there's construction going on right across from my house. So ah, I, I, see right. these, I see this equipment every you day. Have motivation. So for it. I have I have motivation to use that in my in my daily language. <laughs> um, but that that is something that is that is a nice thing to see. And you're giving guys more responsibility, and it's also getting guys on the field faster. True. The more flexibility that you can show. That's now giving you more opportunities to show what you can do, and you're given that chance. So, yes, this is a blessing in disguise. Yes, you don't. Do, do we want TJ out? No, we don't. No. But when there is an opportunity, there's opportunities for guys to seize those moments, to get those extra reps, to get more snaps that you thought you were going to get, and to be better, and to also have a poss- possible impact in this game. And we're going to need all hands on deck you know, come tomorrow night. We're going to need all hands on deck. That's right. You heard me right. I know it's Wednesday. I know it's the middle of the week. But guess what? We got Thursday night football, ladies and gentlemen. So it's a short week. So it is tomorrow. And I like the fact that guys can get back on the field. That was my one thing. If we had a loss, I couldn't wait to get back on the field. Wolf, I don't know how you felt about it. Oh, yeah. I wanted to get back on the field. I wanted to avenge my performance. I wanted to go out there and be better than I was, and to do it quicker, you know, without having to stew on it for another additional three to four days, get me back out there. Let me go punch somebody in the mouth. Well, here's here's a, here's how you I, I always reckoned it. Right, Tunchilkin had this theory. It's called the bad pistachio theory. You know, if you ever eat a bad pistachio, now this is just kind of let you know how it was. Back at Three Rivers, in the locker room, each of us hogs, we would bring in our own five-pound bag of pistachio nuts and put it in our locker. Because you know how it is. got to watch film after practice. So you need a little snackeration once you, you come out of practice. you got to have a little something. We didn't have the cafeteria and stuff like you got now. You know, it was just a stadium and a locker room, that sort of thing. So you had to bring your own snacks, right? So you sit around with the boys as you're taking the tape off and you're, you're eating some pistachio nuts, right? Because what you got to do is you got to be able to get your story straight before you go into to watch the film, you know? Because if you get caught with, uh, you know, you messing a play up, you got to have a backup story just in case, and you know, so you keep yourself out of hot water, right? So you're getting yeah. your story straight and you're shelling the pistachios and all of a sudden you bite into a bad pistachio. Oh, there's nothing. You you swill a little water, maybe some soda pop. Nothing gets that bad taste 
of pistachio, of a bad pistachio out of your mouth, but a good one. So you just you got to go on to make sure you get a good pistachio. And it's the same thing with playing. If you if you had a bad game, man, you could not wait to get back on the field to redeem yourself. And if you have a bad pistachio, you can't wait to get a good pistachio to take that bad taste out of your mouth. Yeah. Every, everybody wants good pistachios. We, we, nobody ever wants a bad pistachio. Well, first well I'm just telling you, that's the theory. Okay, that's the working that, theory. That, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a very, it's a very plausible theory, and I'm glad you're using food for your, for your scientific uh, experimentation. Right, my analogies. Uh, but yeah, me, your, me, your analogies are great. Yeah. You, okay, now okay. against against the Bengals, Demarvin he had 17 snaps with his hand in the dirt. Okay, he had a similar 17 snaps against the Pats, but he played 13 of them. From the edge. And to me, you know, I mean, this is what Terrell Austin said about him. He said, he is a good enough athlete to move out there, meaning the edge. He gave us some good things, like a really nice play that he almost intercepted. He's a big athletic guy. The nice thing is, he gives us flexibility that we can move and play him in different positions. Where that ends up at the end of the year, we'll find out. I think that's a, that's a good, smart move by Terrell Austin in, in what he's doing. Yeah, I, well, I think you have to. You have to try out different things. And I think when you're looking at, can he go from two point? Or is he exclusively a three point guy? You get, you got to test it out, right? Right. Because in camp, like you said, everybody was healthy. You had, you know, a bunch of guys at every position, so you didn't really get to do this type of experimentation in camp. So you're now having to do it live under short week uh, circumstances, injuries, availability, and so. It's good to see that they're testing this out. It's good to also get those reps because I thought they were pretty good, that you can change it up, and now that presents a different challenge for what the offense has to prepare for, right? Because now they have to expect a almost 300-pound you know, guy off the edge in a two-point stance, right? That, that, that's scary. a pretty daunting task. That's, <laughs> that's a daunting task. Yes, it is. Yeah, very, very daunting indeed. Um <laughs> So, yeah, but uh, but I like it. I mean, I like it, and like I said, I would love to see, you know, what Loudermilk's doing and where he fits into this because I think he's also a guy who could provide some differentiation um, at the point of attack as well. No question about it. I, You know, in watching what he was doing, you know, he's got long arms. When he locks yes. out, he gets a great position and leverage on guys. You know, he gets a when he's when he's coming off the dirt, right, with that three-point stance and he locks out on a guy, he does a nice job of keeping extended in a way that, you know, you got your feet under you, but you're not falling down. You have power and leverage over the guy that's standing up. And then when he stands up, he's got a good inside hand stab when he sets the edge. He's obviously very capable of saying, no way, Jose, you're not coming this way when he sets the edge, right? Right? Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I like the strength and power that he can – that you see, and that that near interception that he had, that was pretty athletic. I mean, I, not it would have been nice if he could have made that interception, but obviously, but you know, it was it was a pretty athletic play for a big one. Yeah, I, I think it absolutely is. And what does that do in a game like this, Wolf? It shortens the corner for run game, right? right? When you're oh, talking about point. stretch, yes. So if you can out leverage that guy with those long arms you don't give the bounce capability to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. You mm -hmm. keep them in between the tackle where most of the bodies are. And so I think that's another reason why you want to test this theory to see, can he be done from a two-point or does it have to be exclusively done from a three-point? So you're testing out how this theory works and then practice, of course, figuring that out. But, Wolf, you know what? Here, let, let's step aside real fast and we'll come back with further analysis because this is our – one pregame snapshot look because the game is tomorrow. Tomorrow. But tomorrow. But first, I want to make sure everybody knows they can subscribe to the Mike Tomlin Game Day podcast. You know, you have Steelers Digest editor Bob Labriola, the historian that knows everything, uh, sits down with Coach Tomlin and talks about the upcoming game. Guess what? It's going to be tomorrow. It's going to drop tomorrow, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So you don't have to worry about this happening on a Sunday. This is happening on Thursday. Go get it. New episodes drop every single game day, so we're blessed and fortunate that it's tomorrow. But it's, but you can find it, Steelers mobile app, iHeartRadio, anywhere you podcast. I mean, it's there. Just search for you know, just search for the Mike Tomlin Game Day podcast, and it'll be good. When we come back, I do want to talk about the mindset of Mike Tomlin 
and as a coach going on a short week. So let's let let's let's step aside. Let's pay some bills, and then when we come back. We're going to come back on in the locker room with Wolf and Starks here on SNR and ESPN Radio. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. You know, I'm, you know, I think when you lose and you don't have enough points and you don't produce enough splash, I think that all of that is subject to debate, but, you know, that's not a debate that we're going to take part in. We're just going to roll our sleeves up and get back to work and with a, with a better desired outcome uh, for this next outing. Well, there it is, Mike Tomlin talking about the short week, talking about going into Cleveland Thursday night football. All you got to do is roll up your sleeves and go to work, Wolf. That's all we got to do. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to roll up our sleeves here, and we're going to go in, and we're going to start talking about the mentality that you have to have, the, the steel trap that is your mind that you must have to be able to you know, turn around a short week, right? I mean, right. because this is something that's not easy, especially early in the season. Now, it's easier to do it earlier in the season than it is later in the season, I think, but that's that's just my theory on it. I'd rather get it out of the way because it's a disruption to the system, right? Mm-hmm. It's a disruption to the ritualistic nature that we get into um, as football players, right? We now learn that games are on Sunday and maybe on Monday. Maybe you have to delay it. But when it's a Thursday, <laughs> it's one of those that's just like a, like jumper cables to, to you know to to your hands. Like ah, you get zap, you get zapped because you're like, okay, my normal process is you know Monday's kind of a feel through, move myself. Tuesday's the day off. Then Wednesday we get to work. Well, on a short week. Monday is a full-blown work day, no matter how you feel post-game. Tuesday is get right, clean it up. And then Wednesday is travel day slash walkthrough. And then, you know, for this trip, thank goodness, it's not a plane flight. It's a bus ride. It's a bus ride from Pittsburgh to Cleveland. So you have to deal with that. You have to figure out which bus do I want to be on and what movie are we going to play on said bus on that ride. Or if you're going to go on the Silent Bob bus. You know what I'm saying? Do you know Silent Bob? No. You familiar with that? Okay, mall rats. Anyways, no. So <laughs> Silent Bob just didn't talk. And, he, you know, he, okay. he would always motion and then Jay would speak for him. Okay. Anywho. Um, but I think that's where you kind of you kind of have to get yourself mentally ready. Whatever aches and pains. Like right now, Wolf, I'm feeling my triceps because I've, I've been – I've been up in my push-up ratio uh, oh, right. over the last couple of days. Attaboy. So the triceps are flaring up. But guess what? Guess who doesn't care? The opponent on Thursday, they don't care if your triceps are hurt. No. They, they, don't, they don't care if, if your quads are a little lit up because you had to do a, a big lift on Monday, the day after the game, to get yourself ready. Um, they, they're happy you have those problems. So you have to act like you don't have problems. And normally where your body is like, okay, by Friday, okay, I'm ready to turn this over. I'm ready to go. That's not the case. Everything is sped up physically for your body to be ready to be shocked on Thursday night. And you have to be prepared for that. You have to be prepared to go into an enemy environment and play your A game. And this is also an opponent that's pissed off because they also had a letdown on Sunday. So both teams come in on losses that were not expected. And you want to go avenge those losses. You know, because I, I was listening at, you know, to uh, some of the Cleveland clips when I was doing some of my national radio stuff. And, you know, Nick Chubb was actually – falling on the sword about the loss, saying that he shouldn't have scored so soon. You know what I'm saying? And give right. the ball back to the Jets. I would love to have that problem where somebody, <laughs> oh, we scored too soon. What? Yes, what do you mean exactly. you scored too soon? No, no. That's the onus of your your offense and your defense working together, you know, and it's like, hey, I just put points on the board, so I want you guys to go defend it so we can keep this lead. So, I mean, that I appreciate him doing that and, and taking taking the responsibility. But he even he didn't even sound sure. He's like, I thought the point of this game is to score points when you get on the field as an offense. But, you know, he fell on the sword about that. So you have to think he's going to have an additional motivation in this game. And we, and we have to play this game to where it's 60 full minutes of football. And it's competitive football. 
So what does that look like, Wolf? What 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 are what what are well? Let me tell you what it was like back you, in my yeah. day. Okay, what was we it? Played, what was we it? played a Thursday night game in Miami. All right, back in the early '80s. So on Monday we came in after a Sunday game, and we were in sweats and helmets. On Tuesday we came in, and we were in the the version of shells, which wasn't really shells. It was just some sort of light under pad stuff. Stuff. And Wednesday we're in full pads doing live one on ones before we catch a plane from three well from pittsburgh to miami to play on thursday night i remember john banizak and john kolb in a fight in doing one-on-ones the day before a game that's that's what we were doing all right we had live one-on-ones we had full contact padded practice on the turf at three rivers stadium and then we went off to miami and the next night we got shelled we didn't do very well Gee, I wonder yeah. why, you know? I wonder why going full pads the yeah. uh, the yeah. day before a game right. uh, is not exactly the best, it best really, method. It but really hey. was something we should have rethought. I, I'm Personally, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, if it's me, just, 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 you know, here, just me spitballing here, Wolf. You know, just allow right. me to. Just you and me. We're just, just talking about yeah, it. Yeah, we're just going to reorganize this. How about you go full pads on Monday and then sweats on Wednesday? <laughs> just just a thought. Just, Maybe Tuesday. Go- How about Tuesday? If we're going to play Take Monday chairs. off. Take Monday off from the Sunday game and put pads on Tuesday. And on Wednesday, let's go shorts, you know? Something yeah, where maybe, guys aren't may- fighting, maybe. you know? <laughs> Yeah, you're not getting a full-blown scuffle, you know, <laughs> 24 hours before you have to go get in a predetermined scuffle. Yes, exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. Nope. And this was back in the days when they had the dolphin in a pool at the Orange Bowl where the thing was, you know, you know, uh, who, who was that? Jim Carrey, that one movie. Oh, yeah, Snowflake. Oh, yeah, Snowflake, Snowflake the man. Dolphin. Ace yeah. Ventura. Ace Ventura, that's the one. Yes. Yeah. Here, Snowflake, Snowflake, Snowflake. <laughs> That's not Snowflake. <laughs> I remember I remember sitting there looking at the dolphin going, what? What's? You got a dolphin, a live dolphin in well, a pool well, you know, in the end zone, back look, of the end zone. And he's probably, looking at, he's probably looking at you like, what is this dude doing? Why does he have all this stuff on <laughs> running around on a, gr- a perfectly good grass field? Exactly. You know? He's free. Look at all that space he has. Look at how little space I have. Right. Where's I'm my just ocean? as big as he is. I'm just as big as he is. <laughs> And look at the space. He's taking up space right now that I could be using. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. That's yeah, beautiful. No, no. But I, but I think that, that and that, that's the thing. is It's about the right balance, Wolf. It's about the right, right balance of work to rest ratio to make sure that you're as fresh as possible. Because you're not fresh. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. like you, you need to, you're, you're resetting your new 100% every week of the season, right? Yeah. Like, what is my 100% that I could give? If your 100% is 70%, well, then that's what my 100% is. My 100% is 70. You know, you're just you're telling yourself, that's the most I have to give, and you're making sure that you can give as much as you can. Well, and that that's how your body has to respond to it. And taking it away by running full pads and getting into fights no, 24 hours before a game is not the way to do it. But, you know, resetting your healthy, you know, you're healthy in my mind. If you Anytime you can get up out of bed, and walk without limping. Okay, you're healthy. All right, that's that's it. You know what I mean? I haven't been healthy for a long time. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's what happens, you know? At that point, you start to go, all right, now we're resetting my, my 100%. You know what I mean? Because you do. There, there's an attrition. It happens through the course of the season. And it's going to be more so now with 17 games. You know, I mean, this yeah, is something the prehab rehab stuff really has to kick in big time. I mean, the cryotherapy, the masseuse, go and see the bone crackers, you know, the chiropractors that get you all rejointed after you get disjointed from some high velocity ballistic quick stops. You know what I mean out there? So the fact oh, yeah. is, yeah, you, you got you to gotta make sure you take care of your body. But the quick turnaround here, what distresses me is that you have this obvious uh, issue with getting the ball downfield. You got a young guy who's shown an ability to catch the ball if you can get it down the field to him and George Pickens. And when you have such a small turnaround, you wonder if they're going to be able to to try to target that or are they going to just kind of leave that for 
the work over the weekend and next week when uh, you know they regroup. No, absolutely. I mean, this is you know you always look at the Thursday night game as that extra bye week, right? Yeah, because you're going to get at least Friday, Saturday, uh, and possibly Sunday off, depending on if you win or not. Right. Um, you want to do everything in your power to make sure that you can win this game so that oh, you get yeah. that early bye. Yes. Because you because like you said, ramping your body up for an unnatural day to play football professionally is never easy. But at least you want to know the reward on the other end is I get to sit back. You know, I can go watch my co- I can watch my college team play on Saturday, and 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 right. the, the luxury of my own home. I could possibly fly home to see family. Or if my, you know, and friends um, on that weekend, or you know, I could just do nothing. I could do nothing, Wolf. That was what I, I go that through was the what fortress I liked. of solitude. Yes, fortress of solitude for that. Now, granted, more often than not, I was usually going somewhere, and I remember we celebrated Justin Hartwig's birthday um, on a weekend after a Thursday night game after we played uh, Cleveland, and uh, we actually went to Chicago for a couple of days. You got to be kidding as, me! As an offensive line, yeah. Man, I, I was always like, okay, if I got a couple days, man, I just want to plop down. All I want to yeah. do is rest. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, listen, listen, listen. It's not, it's not for the faint of heart, Wolf. You no, know, I, our, our I group, get you. And it was a milestone birthday for Hartwig, right? It was his thirtieth birthday, so we had, we had, we had to do it nice for him, you know. And Ben, and Ben came with us, so it was Ben and the O line. We all, we all got to hang out, had a great dinner. Um, and hung out and stuff. We had a good time. Why but Chicago? Because it was it was an easy place, and we were able to get uh, nice hotel rooms for cheap. That's it. I mean, that's why you I chose mean, Chicago. Well, I mean, I mean, but it was also it was a nice time of year for Chicago. Was it cold? Okay. And you know, once again, we all like deep dish pizza. Oh, so well, yeah. Okay. Now you you're cooking go, with Crisco, there, buddy. Right. We did. We like. We we went. We went. We did that. We had the pizza because. Hartwig like love Chicago, so I mean we did that. We did Portillos, you know. We did mm. the whole kind of Chicago Trinity, right? Okay, you know, and uh, and it, it was and we had did a fun you time. Unos? I mean, we did no, we didn't do Unos. No, oh, no, 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 no. It's Giordano's. Giordano's. Oh. Now, now Lou Malnati's is better. Lou but, Malnati's. But, they're okay. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah, there's Gino's I mean, East. That was another yeah, big G- one. Yeah, but Gino's, you know, Gino's has, has fallen off for me. You know, I can't really, really, you know, because the last cause time I was, in Arizona. The last time okay, I was there, ahead. they had a slab. They had they had pizza, deep dish pizza, with a slab of sausage on it. I'm telling you, it was a good half inch thick. It was awesome. It was absolutely well, awesome. Well, well, you know they have the low carb option now there too. Oh, forget, no, no, you don't go to Chicago. No, no, and no, go no, low no, no. Carb. Listen, li- li- listen, listen. Let me tell you what the low carb is, Wolf. Okay. Before you, before you just admonish it, let me describe it to you. <laughs> All right. The describe. sausage is the crust. Ooh. Ooh. See ah, see. Oh, you caught see? my attention. All ah, yeah, exactly. So it's a sausage crusted pizza. So imagine you build this shell of sausage, wow. pile it on with cheese and whatever other condiments and sauce. Wow. Think about that. Ooh, that's it, pretty now, interesting. Now, now, how do you feel about low carb? Okay, all right. Now, all right. Yeah, you, you, uh-huh. All right. Well, you got yeah. my attention with that one. I admit, gotcha. I, I gotcha. have to back off. Yeah, that's very nice. Yeah, see, see. But but I felt like Gino's kind of, it's kind of far off a little bit in my eyes, okay. I guess. Because out here in Arizona where I live, we, we have so we have the Cubs and the White Sox come here for uh, spring training, right? So what has come with Chicago uh, coming out here and oh. having facilities? Portillos, Portillos. Giordano's, mm-hmm. Lou Malnati's, Gino's East. We have all those here now. So I have had you the have no less unfortunate burden. Uh, there's a Uno somewhere, but okay. Uno's ah. Eh. They I know um, they kind of they they are the ones in my mind that have kind of fallen off. Yeah, they, well they've become more of a chain. Okay, yeah. You know, versus where the yeah. other ones still have a little bit of that of that home choise, right? You okay. know, it has a has the home feel to it. Um and Lou Malnati's has actually taken over. Their butter crust is uh it's pretty pretty fantabulous. Um so I, I give Lou a little bit of edge. Giordano's falling off, which Giordano's if you would have told me back in the day, every time we went to Chicago Wolf, I could not leave the city limits unless I had Giordano's. Okay. Okay. Like that, like that was just my credo. That was the one I stood by. I was going to fall on that sword. Everybody else. Oh, Max, you no, no, no. It's Giordano's. That's it. 
I don't want you to talk to me. That's all I'm hearing right now. <laughs> but now I've opened up. Now I, you know, I've done a little bit more. I have actually had the sausage crust pizza at at Gino's East. Um, and Lou Malnati's, I feel like has has become on a little bit, little bit better as of late. So I'm giving a nudge to them. But that, but anyways, we just talked about our entire Thursday trip. Exactly. You uh, know what? <laughs> we gotta go, yeah. buddy. Yeah, we do. We, we we need to go to break right now. And uh, before we go to break, make sure you know that you can listen to Steelers Nation Radio anytime, anywhere, any moment through your smart speaker. Did you know that you could do housework and listen to th- these melodic tunes and voices over the airwaves? All you have to do is just say, "Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio for my heart." Boom, Alexa takes care of the rest. That's all you have to do. Open your mouth, and then all you have to do is close it and listen. It's that simple. But when we come back, we're going to go over more about the the showdown along the banks of the Erie, Cuyahoga, Putin Island, or Putin Bay, or whatever they call it, all over. We're going to talk about all that coming up next here on Steel- in the locker room. <laughs> with <laughs> Sorry, I, I was going to go Steelers Nation Radio. Yeah. Um, but no, in the locker room with Wolf and Starks here on SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. And the ESPN app and regular shows. Back in a minute. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins. 